Maybe hey, that's one of those woohoo songs right there, guys. <laughs> right? Man, welcome to Easter 2021, everybody. Welcome back to campus. So many of you, it has been a long time, and we are so thankful to have you with us today. Thankful that you were able to be here, to, uh, to be out, and to be able to celebrate. We have already, uh, we have already had, um, you know, adult kids praise earlier at 9.30, or 9 o'clock. We, we had a group in here, and let me tell you, 9 o'clock was great. Man, it was great to have uh, the group that we had, and, and we've been looking forward to to you being here, we've got uh, another group of our church family in the Family Life Center having an Hispanic service there. And so it is just great to have so many back on campus and to be here with us. And we are grateful for your presence. You've probably already seen, uh, as you're sitting there, there is a little uh, placard that's there. Uh, and if you're new with us, if you're brand new here to East Brainerd, we encourage you to text CONNECT to 423-455-5530. And uh, let us know that you are here. And if you are a returning guest, you've been with us a while, or if you're part of our EB family, uh, scan that QR code. That's a great way to let us know of your presence here today. You can do that anytime, and we would greatly appreciate it. And uh, if you're sitting by somebody and say, hey, would you mind uh, scanning that for me? Just go ahead and let them do that for you, and we would greatly appreciate knowing that you are, you are here with us today. All right, so I've got to ask you a question, something I want you to think about right here from the beginning. And the question is this, what's the one thing that right now, if you could have new, that you would get it? All right? Uh, maybe it's a new, I don't know, it's a new couch, it's a new television, it's a new car that you want. I don't know, maybe it's a new house. I mean, you, you, you're thinking big. What is the one thing that if you could have it, you have it right now, it's old, but you want a new one. What is that one thing that you would like to have? You got it in your mind? All right, on the count of three, I just want you to say it out loud. You ready? One, two, three. Now, I heard husband over here from somebody. I'm not going to guess who it was. I, don't, I hope it's not my wife. But somebody over here, somebody over here said new husband. Uh, you know, there are all these things that we want that are new and that are improved. But, you know, I think if we're honest about it, and I think if, if I didn't try to, if I didn't try to lead you in a certain way right there with your response, I, I don't know, maybe you would say, I would, I'd really like a new spouse or a new family. Or maybe you'd say a new job or, I don't know, maybe you'd say, if I could just get you off in the corner over here, maybe you would, maybe you'd say, Chris, what I'd really like to have is a new purpose. Or what I really wish that I had, I would just like to have a new hope because I just feel so just discouraged. This last year has been so difficult and it's been, it's been so hard and it just seems like all the walls are closing in. And, and maybe a new passion, that's what I would really like to have because it's just hard to get up in the morning. It's just hard to, to get going. Maybe you would say that you'd like to have a new beginning. Just a fresh start. Just, ju just to wipe the slate clean and, and begin everything all over. Maybe you would say, Chris, I would just like to have a whole new life. I, I would just like to have a whole new life. I want you to understand something. Something new is the picture of resurrection. And it's the promise of Easter. 
Because what Easter is all about is, is you, is about me bringing to God what is old and what is broken and what is busted and what is dead. And God giving us in return something that is new. That's what Jesus says in, in John chapter 11. Listen to his words. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. And he's predicting his resurrection from the dead. And he's saying, look, Easter's coming. And because Easter's coming, anyone who believes in me will live even though they die. Because Jesus is going to experience a new life. It means that anyone who dies, having put their trust and faith in him, will have that new life one day. And so when, when we celebrate Easter, when we have moments like this, and we sing about Jesus being our living hope, we're not just celebrating his resurrection, but we're also celebrating our own resurrection day. It's a foreshadowing, it's a preview of coming attractions, of something that one day is going to be true for us. Because Jesus conquered the grave, because he defeated death, we then have the promise of eternal life, that death is not the end. It's only the beginning of something new. Listen to how Paul puts it in 1 Corinthians 15. He says, look, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O grave, is your sting? And the message paraphrases it this way. Death? Who's afraid of you now? I, I love it. Paul is mocking death. He's like, bring it on. I mean, give me whatever you got because I got Jesus behind me. And so you bring it on, death, because when Jesus rose from the dead, he made us a way in order to enjoy new life in heaven. And at the end of Revelation chapter 21, we come to this description where, where John says, look, here's what it's going to be like. Here's what it's going to be like. He says, on that day, God will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, look, I am making everything new. Now, now think about this for a minute. The old is gone. He says, I'm making it all new. Gone with the hospital waiting rooms. Gone with all the COVID tests and gone with the mask and gone with the vaccines and, and gone with the tear-stained divorce papers and, and gone with all of the motionless ultrasounds and, and gone with the foreclosure notices and gone with the wheelchairs and gone with the loneliness and gone with the abuse and gone with the cancer. It's all gone. There's no more because everything is new. And that's why we get so excited at moments when we focus on the resurrection of Jesus because we realize it's not just his resurrection that we're celebrating, but it's our own. And it's not just our own, but it's our parents, and it's our children, and it's our grandparents, and it's our spouse, and those who have come before us, and those who are going to come after. That is the promise of Easter. I'm making everything new. But I think a lot of us would say, you know, I've heard this before. I've heard this before, and it's all well and good, and it's great news, and I'm excited that one day, that if I put my life in Jesus, that one day everything's going to be new, that there's going to be this new heaven and new earth, and it's really going to be good one day, but what about now? I mean, what about today? I mean, no tears are great one day, but I'm heartbroken now. And no loneliness one day? Well, that's fantastic. 
But I'd really like to be married now. I'd like to have a family today. And, and no heartache and, and no suffering and no pain one day. I mean, that's really good, but, but let's be honest. There are a lot of us who are in this room right now, individuals who are watching us online that are in pain and they're hurting right now. This year has been painful. This past week for many has been painful. And, and so it's not that we don't get excited about one day. It's just that well, we could use a lot of new right, right now. And I'm wondering if that's how we feel sometimes when we leave church services. When we leave a worship time such as this, or maybe we, leave a, maybe we leave an Easter worship like this, and we think, oh, it's good and it's great, new life one day in heaven, but by the time we, by the time we get in the car and by the time we leave the parking lot and, and we get to Mimaws for the, the Easter lunch, well, we just get pretty overwhelmed with right now. So what if I told you what if I told you that the promise of Easter is not just new one day? What if I told you that the promise of Easter is that new begins now? You see, in Revelation chapter 21, there's a dual meaning that's there. Because while John's words have traditionally been interpreted to be speaking of, of heaven, a close examination of the text reveals that that he's also referencing the Old Testament prophet's view of what life would be like in the coming reign of the Messiah. New life begins when we give our hearts over to the kingdom of God. New life begins when we are touched by the Messiah. And so that's why Stephen read earlier for us from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 where it says in verse 15, Jesus died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. And then in verse 17, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. And the old life is gone. And the new life, look at it, the new life has begun. It's not will begin, it's has begun. New begins now. And that's why when you walk through the gallery of Scripture and you look at the story of Jesus, you look at just multiple stones that are being rolled away. Multiple resurrection experiences. You see the leper in Matthew chapter 8 looking down at, looking down at his new skin. You, you see the paralytic in Mark chapter 2 running around trying out his new legs. And there's that woman in, in Luke chapter 7. She's receiving a new future because it's the promise of Easter. It's the promise of the gospel. That it's not new life one day, it's that new begins now. And if we can get this, if we can begin to understand this, I truly believe that it changes everything. If we really begin to live out this reality, that a new has already begun in us, that our eternal life has already started to happen, it will change the way in which we live. You see, for, for us, anybody who has become a Christian has begun a new life. But we still live in the old world. You, you know, we're baptized, and we're all wet, and we're like, okay, uh, I'm a Christian, I, I'm trusting Jesus for my salvation, but I still have the same mother-in-law, and I still have the same job, and I still go to the same school, and I still have to, to deal with my knee that, that acts up every time that it rains, and, and it, it's just the same old world. But you have a new passion, and you have a new purpose, and you have a new perspective. 
But it's an old world with its same troubles and with its same temptation and with the same old thoughts. And so I was thinking, well, what is it about the resurrection that gives us what we really need? And I kind of centered in and focused on this idea that the resurrection gives us a new power to live a new life. There's a new power that comes with the resurrection of Jesus. You see, if you talk to people and you say, hey, just honestly tell me how you're doing. I mean, just honestly let me know how things are going. A lot of people will, after you get past the, oh, I'm fine, how are you? They'll let you know, you know what, they're exhausted. They're just tired. Right? I mean, you're tired because of the different demands on your schedule. You're busy. There's things that are going on. They're just wearing you down mentally and emotionally and physically and spiritually. And you're just worn out. And our economy reflects this. Just think about how many millions of dollars are spent on energy drinks in our society, right? I, I mean, you got the five-hour energy. Some of you are, are big monster fans. Red Bull gives you wings. Now, look, I, I'm not against any of these. I have my own favorite myself, right, Stephen? What's my favorite? Venom. Venom. That's right. <laughs> hey, it's the cheapest one, okay? It is. <laughs> 99 cents. And, and, and frankly, I wish a few of you would have drank some before you came today. Woo! I mean, man. You'd be feeling good this morning because we all just need a little bit of energy. It's why you go to Starbucks and it's why you've got that fancy little coffee machine there on your counter in your kitchen. We all just need a little bit of pep. We need a little oomph. We need a little power. But there is, there is no beverage. There is no formula that anyone has ever come up with that gives you the power to forgive the power to forgive the person who cheated you out of your childhood or out of your marriage or, or out of your innocence or out of your finances. You don't have a drink for that. There's no drink that gives you the power, that gives you the power to stop, to stop gambling or to stop using or to stop lusting or to stop spending. And, and there's no drink that you can go out and buy for 99 cents that you can get, you, helps you to be able to get through, to get through the divorce or to get through the unemployment or to get through the cancer or to get through 2020 and the rest of this pandemic. You can't find it anywhere. But God says, I've got something for you. <laughs> I got some power for you. So Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1 that the resurrection of Jesus gives a new power for a new life. And he says, I pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. For us who believe in him, it's the same power that brought Jesus back from the dead. And he says, here's my prayer. My prayer is that you would know this power, the power of the resurrection in your life. And the verb that Paul uses is one that makes clear that he believes that believers in Jesus can know this power right here and right now. Not one day, not someday, but that new actually begins now. And so Paul's prayer for you and my prayer for you is that you wouldn't just get through life or you wouldn't just cope through life. And that you wouldn't just deal with life. But that you would experience the power of the resurrection in your life right now. And have the power to forgive. And the power to stop. And the power to endure. My prayer for you is, is that your new life wouldn't begin one day in a new heaven. 
But today, in this old world, new begins now. So why don't we pause just for a few minutes. Why don't we pause and celebrate this promise together as we share communion. You know, you came in and you probably got one of these little baggies and on the inside is a little container with a piece of bread and some juice. And maybe in the past you've been at a Worship times such as this and trays have been passed around or, or maybe there's been a location where you've gone to in a, in, a, in a building and you have received communion in that way. We're trying to, to do our best to limit touches during this pandemic. But in the bread and juice that you have there in your hand, you have a reminder of just how far God, just how far God is willing to go in order to give life to his creation. These symbols of Christ's body and, and blood declare the power, of, the power of God over our sinfulness and they proclaim the promise of life over death. And so as we take bread and cup, we place ourselves under the pardon of the cross of Jesus and we pledge to live by the power of the resurrection. New begins now. Will you join me in a prayer of thanksgiving? Father, there are so many things that are old in our life. And I know earlier we, we laughed about all the, all the different things that we would like to see that are worn out right now, but that we would like to have new. But beyond a TV or a pair of shoes or a house or a car, Father, you understand that what we truly need is is a new way of living, that we need a new hope, that we need a new purpose, that we need a new joy, that we need a new passion. And so understanding that, you made a decision that we cannot truly fathom and understand. But in this bread and cup, we remember just how far you were willing to go. We remember the, the sacrifice of Jesus we remember his crucifixion and, and we remember the, the way in which that act paid our sin debt. And so we take this bread and cup and in celebration of, of a new life that is offered to us. And, and we can't help but as we take it to feel a, there is a, a guilt or there is a remorse because we realize that it is our sinfulness that caused Jesus to be on that cross but but then we stop and we remember that, that we do not take this under the shadow of the cross we take this we take this under the proclamation of the empty tomb and we're reminded that our guilt has been removed and we're reminded that you have made all things new and so we take this bread and we drink this juice in remembrance of Jesus' sacrifice and in praise of the new life that comes through him. It's through Jesus we pray today. Amen.
in Christ alone my hope is found he is my light my strength my song this cornerstone this solid ground firm through the fiercest round and storm what heights of love what depths of peace when fears are still and when striving cease my comforter my all in all here in the love of Christ I stand and in Christ alone who took on flesh fullness of God in hellless pain this gift of love and righteousness scorned by the ones he came to save till on that cross as Jesus died the wrath of God was satisfied for every sin on him was laid here in the death of Christ I live there in the ground his body Here in the power of Christ.
returns or calls me You know, I was trying to think of an image, uh, some kind of, of picture that I could leave with you that, that you could kind of take home and, and be able to, to think through. I mean, our time together today is, is very short, and I've been trying to get across this idea to you. And, uh, you know, we, we've got our, our living room scene that, that's up here, and, and, and all this year we're trying to do lessons that, that just kind of bring it home and, and hit you where hopefully you live and give you something that you can talk about around around the coffee table and sitting there on your couch. And I was like, well, what, what is it that we can do that, what, what is it I can bring to you that you can see and understand the power that we're talking about and how that new begins now? And then it, and then it occurred to me that, that God has already come up with the perfect picture. He has already thought through this image and, and his baptism. Now, I know if you're new to church, it seems kind of strange to you. You, you go, and it's like, hey, I went to church, and all of a sudden the swimming party broke out. I mean, I, I didn't really know what was happening. People just, you know, were getting dunked. It, it didn't seem very nice, but everybody clapped, you know. And But baptism is the image of Jesus dying and being buried and then rising to a new life. And so that in baptism, a person is saying to Jesus, look, Jesus, I'm dying to my old life. And I am burying my old self, and by your power, I am rising to walk in a whole new way of living. It happens every time. Every time you witness it. Every time you see someone who, who's going into that water and then coming up, and, and there is this sense of relief, and, and there's this fist that's being thrown up into the air, and and there is this, this smile. There's this thankfulness. See, this is what Paul said in Romans chapter 6. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also, get this, may live new lives. So every time someone is baptized, it is a celebration of Easter's promise. New begins now. And this is God's guarantee. And it's a no questions asked guarantee. He says, you bring to me your old. You bring to me your broken down. You bring to me your busted. And I will take it and I will give you new. I'll give you something new. And, and I know... I mean, there's some of you in here who at one time thought, that's not for me, right? You said, there is no way that anything can change in my life. There is no way that it can be different. And maybe you're sitting there thinking that now, that you just made too big of a mess and you made too many mistakes. But God said, it's no questions asked. And if you don't believe me, then you just look to the empty tomb. Because before you say that it's impossible, before you say that it cannot be done, then you go look at the power that I demonstrated in the resurrection of Jesus and understand that that power is still available to you. And look, when we say new begins now, look, we mean now. Not, not like, you know, tomorrow or next week or, or next year, but, but right now. 
And I know, I think for each and every one of us, there is something that we can think of where we really say, you know what, I do. I need it to be new. And you don't have to shout it out, but you know it in your heart. And God has already revealed it to you that there is something that you need new in your life today. And maybe it's a new vocabulary, or, or maybe it's a new schedule, or maybe it's a new attitude. Maybe it's a new hobby. Maybe it's a new way to spend your weekends. There is no better way to celebrate Easter than to let God make something new in your life through the power of Jesus Christ. Uh, but look, there are some of you, there are some of you who are here and you just need a whole new beginning. And we would love to talk to you about what it means to acknowledge Jesus as being the Savior of your soul. What it means to trade in an old life for a new life, the one that he has to offer, to talk with you about the importance of baptism. We would love to have a picture like the ones we just showed of you. We would love to be able to have that. And if you would like to talk with someone about what all of this means, we want to offer you that opportunity this morning that, that once we are done, you'll have the opportunity to meet with someone in our prayer room. It's just off of our lobby. And one of our, one of our elders, one of our just... One of our spiritual mentors, one of our spiritual leaders here at, at East Brainerd will be in there. And you'll have an opportunity to sit and to pray, just to, to talk, whatever it is that is on your heart. We want to invite you because we would love to talk about what it means to have this new life in Christ. And for all of you, we want to invite you back in the weeks to come as we look and as we consider what this new life and what this power actually looks like. And in fact, you can even RSVP today. I mean, right there in front of you, there's a, there's a little sheet, and it says, hey, join us, and we're going to be getting back together at 9 a.m. next week and at 10.30 a.m. next week, and you can choose which time works best for you, and we'll be here in this room, and we'll praise God together, and we'll open up Scripture, and we'll talk about what new life in Christ looks like and how it can be lived out. We'd love for you to be a part. But look, our time is up. And so let's wrap it up this way. You know, earlier this week, I asked some of my Facebook friends, and some of you guys I know responded on Facebook or Instagram. I asked you to finish a sentence for me. And the sentence was this. It said, through Christ, God has given me a new... And then you fill in the blank. Through Christ, God has given me a new... Now, I don't know how you would finish that sentence. I don't know if you can finish that sentence. But someone wrote in and said, a new ability to love people beyond their faults. God has given me a new identity, a new heart, a new zest for life. God has given me a new focus. God has given me a new future. God has given me a new beginning. God has given me a new family. God has given me a new purpose. God has given me a new joy. God has given me a new peace. God has given me a new life. But the number one response, the one that more people listed than any other, was that God has given me a new hope. And that's Easter. That's Easter because Jesus died and rose again. We have hope. Hope that we can put away the old. Hope that we can leave behind the sin. Hope that we can be forgiven. And a new life can begin now. That is Easter's promise. And so friends, I just ask you, 
Will you stand with me and praise a God who through the powerful resurrection of Jesus Christ has promised to make all things new. Now, let's sing.